I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. All right, everyone, welcome to the newest episode of Heal Thyself. As always, thank you for joining the show and taking time out of your day. So much love, so much gratitude coming from me because you, you all have helped build this show to what it is and continue it growing. Now, before we get into the show, I'm always going to say, and I say this every once in a while, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe really helps the show expand and grow a lot more. And I appreciate you taking the time out. Literally takes a second. But every time you do those things, it really helps push this information to other people. So now the Knowledge Bomb segment, we're going to talk about getting off of drinking alcohol. That might be the hardest thing to do, especially based on the social fabric that we're in and how common it is left and right. It is commonplace always, and we want to make sure that we have the foundation to move swiftly through it when we want to. So I'm going to help with some of the steps that I used when I did it. Product review, we're going to go over some of the restaurants out there. What restaurants out there are utilizing antibiotic, dense, rich meat? It's a big problem, especially with antibiotic resistance. So I don't eat fast food necessarily, and I know a lot of you don't, but when you do and you're on the road and you got to pick up something, where do you go? I'm going to give you that guide. We have a very, very special guest today. It's going to be Ian Mitchell. Ian Mitchell is a research scientist. It's going to be an amazing, amazing show. This man is to date one of the smartest people I have ever met in my life. And I'm not, it's not an understatement. It is like once a century type smart. So the information he's going to put out there is so empowering about how he and we can change the world. So uh, I can't wait to get into that interview. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, 
rosehip oils. And the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trophalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, everyone. So as I mentioned in the intro, I wanted to talk about moving and transitioning away from alcohol. Now, the reason I'm doing this again is because there was such a response from you all Every time I mention alcohol, right, the first part came when I mentioned about what interventions we can do to protect ourselves, not fully, but really try to protect ourselves from drinking and consuming alcohol, especially if it's consistent. And I talk about matcha, and that was so well received. Then came the part about asking the question, posing the question, why do you drink alcohol? And that was so well received. Actually, those two were the best posts ever in, what, five years of doing things on Instagram and social media. So that led me to want to support you all more by helping guide you into some of the things that I did when I transitioned away that has, hel that has helped me. And hopefully you're inspired and it helps you. The difficult part is that alcohol is part of the social fabric. That's, that's the problem. It becomes synonymous and normalized when there's something to do that is social. Particularly, even if it's at a restaurant, it doesn't have to be a bar, it doesn't have to be a club. Even in a restaurant, there's always a drink menu and it's always right next to the food menu, right? And because it's so normalized and because we're so much exposed to it day in and day out, it becomes, in our minds, more integrated as an in everyday. And by virtue of that, we just look at it as something that is normal and 
not as bad as we would think because if it was, everyone would be like, no, 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 we have to stay away from it. But as I mentioned before in the past show, we learned more and more through research that there's, there's light being shed on just how much issue there is and how it affects us physically. And more and more studies are coming out. But today I wanna to share my process in particular of how I got off of it and maybe hopefully help guide you. So the physical part, unless you have alcohol addiction, which is a whole nother uh, animal, and we could talk about if you're just drinking socially but not addicted to it, um, or lack of better terms, just not fully an addict to alcohol and depending on it to survive or to function, uh, but if you're drinking it socially, but it really has become part of it, there is a level of addiction there. But still, the physical cessation of it is the easier part. The mental, emotional, and social pressures, oh boy, that's the hardest part. So real quick, if you suffer with alcoholism, it would be more indicated to look for formal help, formal programs to help guide you. But regardless, any of these recs are here for you too. But to it, alcohol is equated with the social settings. We know that, you know, you end the week and you celebrate when you go out to eat or you go out to a bar and you meet your friends or happy hours, uh, everything, or it's a crutch or both. But for many people who it's a crutch for, as I talked about on the last show, it provides us with this safety net, right? In a social setting where we know if our inhibitions come down, then we're comfortable in our own skin. We're comfortable in our own bodies. We're comfortable with our own creativity or, or wit or, or, or how, if we could talk to a group, all of these things come up. Well, the first real step is in the decision. And the way that I approached it was I asked if it served me. Actually, even before I even asked if it served me, my body was telling me it wasn't serving me. And I knew it because my body was not tolerating it like it used to. It was, I was hurting from it. And um, it led me to the point then to listen to my body enough where mentally I asked myself, does it serve me? Does it feel good to me? Does my body feel good? Is my physical health getting better or has it gotten worse? What about my mental health? More times than not, you're going to find the answer to all of those is no, it doesn't feel good to you. Your physical health isn't getting better and doesn't necessarily serve you. To tease out a few things, serving you means your highest self, not serving you if you go to, if you go to a bar or a club or a restaurant and you need it and it serves you because it gives you a crutch. That's that's sort of an illusionary serve. I'm talking about your highest self. Is it holding you back from being your highest self? And many times the answer is yes. So if you find yourself questioning all of these, this can lead to an open path for you and shed some light into, okay, well, maybe it's time to start looking and putting uh, life and social fabric through a different lens. So episode 123, I spoke about the new studies on it, the detrimental effect, how it can really, really take a toll on your physical health, especially the brain. It's something that we don't know. And if you listen to that episode, you know that it's a cumulative dosage. It is dose dependent, meaning the earlier you stop drinking alcohol, the better, basically. Um, so once you decide to open that door, you're going to have a new relationship and a new confidence with yourself, which is really powerful. So the second part, now here's where it starts getting hard. The second part is speaking your truth. So this one's really hard for many people, but here's the key to telling others why you do not drink anymore or you're lowering your alcohol intake or whatever it may be, whatever your truth is. You can't sound condescending. Don't sound condescending. Do not sound judgmental of your newfound decision, right? Speak of it as your truth, as your decision for yourself. And make sure when you communicate with people your decision, it's rooted in love. That's really important because people will feel that. People will feel the love you have for yourself and the compassion you speak your own truth to others. 
Very important. People will hear less the words you say, but they'll feel your newfound apartment. They'll feel that decision you made. They'll feel that you're doing better for your health on all facets. That's how you spread positive influence. It's not necessarily even the words you say, it's how you say it. It's the energy behind it. You're going to find people are not going to agree with you. They're going to give you a hard time about your decision, whether it be friends, family, coworkers. Uh, and many times what's happening is you're pulling up the figurative mirror right in front of them with your decision. And why? Because we drink alcohol so often and it becomes our crutch and it helps us really be authentic and without fear of judgment, which is something that is easy to do. That's the easy road. The harder road is choosing not to take that crutch. And the harder road, but more long-term, healthier, sustainable road is deciding to remove those illusionary fears and let yourself express yourself to the highest level, right? And this is going to happen always. But remember, stand by your truth and give love always. You're not here to change people through words. You're here to show them how you feel with your vibration, how it has elevated. Then if and only if they ask how you got where you were, how you're so confident in your own skin, then that's when you reach out your hand in love and health, and then you help guide them with what you did. Number three, observe. Really important step to this. Things are going to change socially for you. You're going to find yourself uncomfortable and tempted to go straight to the bar. You may find you need a drink to socialize, or you may find that you need a drink to be witty or funny or talk to a large group. Whatever stories we told ourselves, you'll see that discomfort's going to come up. And it's exactly what we need to come back to ourselves. You need to stand clear on what you're grounded in your decision and keep that with a good, really strong, strong focus. And something to remember, really important thing to remember, you can be all of the things that alcohol brings out in you, right? Whether positive or negative. It's a story you told yourself based on a past experience. But if you know how powerful and beautiful your fullest expression of yourself is, then you would not have to worry about judgment for others because it wouldn't exist. But you stay grounded and you can be yourself. You can dance if you think you can't. You can be creative and funny and witty if you think you are not. You can be intimate and deep if you think you can't be. All of the stories you told yourself are not true. Everything is accessible for you. And you certainly don't need alcohol to loosen you up. It's a myth. It's an illusion that doesn't serve us anymore. Alcohol simply shows you what is there. I'll repeat that. Alcohol shows you what is always there, what's always been there. Now you don't need to rely on it because you made a decision to reduce that or end it. So lean into that discomfort, start showing up and opening up those expressive parts of yourself. It's the most beautiful thing in the world to see someone who's opened up and expressing who they are. You may soon find that you don't align or resonate with the energy at the bars or the clubs or wherever you are frequenting those venues. You may also find that you have a lot less in common with the people that you were spending time with and partying with. You may also find that the time you spend in bars and clubs, well, you begin to prefer to do other things that are more creative or fulfilling with your time. Your values will shift. Your relationships will deepen. Your confidence, your confidence socially will elevate. You're going to feel better in your body. And most importantly, of all of this, your energy changes, your frequency changes, and people begin to feel it. They start seeing a healthier physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual version of you, and you are embodying a new self. And that self becomes much more powerful, much more creative, much more inspiring. It's the most beautiful thing. So if you're transitioning and you're having trouble through it, DM me on Instagram. If I don't answer in a week, email me. This is my email, info at docgonzalez.com, info at docgonzalez.com. 
and then send me what your Instagram handle is. Say I sent you a message. I'm getting off of alcohol. I'm having a hard time. I really want to know what steps may help me. Here's my situation. I'll go back. I'll find your Instagram handle. I will respond with a voice note and help support you in this transition because five years ago, six years ago, when I was doing this transition, I wish that I had some guidance because it can be difficult, especially when you're starting to find your new ground, your new relationships, your new comfortability. All the while, you're trying to find what self-expression means. All the while, you're letting go of these stories of fear that are holding you back from being your high self. It, it can be a little bit of a whirlwind, but I'm here to support you all. So do that. If you feel called and feel that it's time, I'm here for you. All right. Ready for the product review? This is going to be a really interesting one. So check it out. Let's jump into it. Okay, product review time. Well, this segment is not necessarily product specific, but more actually restaurant chain advice. So let me preface, I do not prefer to eat at fast food restaurants. I really hardly ever do, maybe once a year. And we'll talk about which one. Uh, but the USPIRG report came out this year. It's called actually the Chain Report. And this is edition number six, 2021. And basically what they do, amongst other things when it comes to the food industry, but this scorecard is a card that comes out every single year. And we look at American restaurant chains, these fast food chains, and they look at the, po the policy on antibiotics in the meat, right? So basically what's happening is this group is giving letter grades to all of these restaurant chains based on how much these restaurant chains are utilizing antibiotics in their meat. So me, I'm not a meat eater, but I know many people are. And I don't really go to fast food restaurants, if ever, but I know many people do. It's our responsibility to have that information so we can make an informed decision, right? So I'm going to give you this information. You're going to go, oh, that restaurant was got scored an F. I didn't know that. That restaurant scored an A. Now you have this information to work with. Whether you keep going to your F restaurant because you love it, that's on you, right? But at least you have information that you're working from. And this is the whole point of the show, right? This informed consent part. So why antibiotics in meat. What's up with that? Is it an issue? Yeah. Actually, two-thirds of antibiotics go to livestock. Well, for one, we're inundated as it is. Overuse of antibiotics is a major problem in healthcare. But also, it affects our healthy bacteria, particularly the gut bacteria, but also our full-body microbiome. So based on the use of antibiotics, right, the type and the duration, it depends on how much it's going to affect us. But regardless, it will have an effect to our bacteria. And it's really important that we utilize them only when necessary. And we're not doing that in medicine. And we're certainly not doing that when we're consuming these foods. But it's a global health crisis and a major threat to our health. Antibiotic resistance is opening a door for future infection. And we know this. According to the World Health Organization and CDC, it is considered a top, top global health threat. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, that's a branch of the CDC, at least 35,000 people will die from resistant infections, antibiotic-resistant infections. But the Journal of Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology actually said that that number is way higher. Up to 160,000 people will die from antibiotic-resistant infections. So the question is now, do, do some of your fast food chains fall into the F score? Well, let's go over which one scored F for the worst quality meat. Burger King, Panda Express, Sonic, DQ, Dairy Queen. I didn't even know they had meat. I thought it was just all ice cream. 
Olive Garden, that was my high school date spot. Little Caesars, Domino's, Pizza Hut, that's no surprise. Uh, I don't really even consider this pizza. Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Starbucks. All scored an F for the worst quality, antibiotic, dense meat. Who got a D? Taco Bell, Applebee's, that was my college date spot. Half price appetizers I used to get, these quesadillas, chicken quesadillas, they were the best. I thought I was balling, but I was on a college budget. IHOP, okay, who got a C grade? McDonald's, surprisingly, fell into a C grade. Wendy's and Subway. No one got a B grade. And now we have an A minus, and that's Panera. And an A, dun dun dun, is Chipotle. So if any fast food restaurant I go to, it would be Chipotle. So anytime I'm on the road, I really need to eat, and I know that there's no healthy food, I usually will stop off at Chipotle and get some rice and beans and some greens. Um, but if you are consuming meat, I would recommend that Chipotle or Panera are the only places you go when on the road or when in the rush to get your food, uh, particularly because of the antibiotic resistance issue. And if you've taken a lot of antibiotics in your life or on, on antibiotics or have taken antibiotics this year, I would actually really start looking away from any of the restaurants that you may be frequenting that are from C, D, and F. So I really hope that helped with the product review, gave you some guidance on where to go, when you need to, and you're on the run. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience approved that's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research-based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research 
based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. All right, everyone, today's special guest, man, he's an incredible guy, and I'm going to tell you why. Ian Mitchell, he's a research scientist. He does R&D at Dave Asprey's Biohacked, and he's a chief scientist at Biocharge and the founder of Wizard Sciences. So he's a very busy man, and I use some of these products, but we're going to talk about it. But I'm coming on this interview with you, and I want to learn all the exciting stuff that you're working on, Ian. Um, when I spoke to you on the phone, we did a, a quick chat a few months ago and I was like, damn, this guy's next level. I was like, this guy is next level. He, he, he the way he sees things. And I was like, we got to get you on the show and we need to impart this knowledge on everyone. But man, how did you get into this world? Right? Like, did, did you, when you were little, did you want to get into the research development, product development, like everything that you're doing? What was it that really pulled you in here? Yeah, I, I did, actually. My mom always jokes, when I was a kid, I used to fill our refrigerator at the house with what I called Dissolve. Uh, and it, basically, she would open up the open up the refrigerator and there would be pretty much any anything that would hold a liquid was filled with blends and compounds. And I was constantly buying, you know, the old school chemistry sets and, you know, taught myself how to do you know, pretty, pretty decent chemistry as a little kid. And then when I uh, when I was in school, I found that I kind of excelled at chemistry, and so I went to school and studied chemistry. And I it, actually, at the time, what I really wanted to do was environmental cleanups. I just, you know, I've always had kind of a, a, a soft spot for humanity, not so much, uh, you know, the world in general, though I do. But really, the thing I was actually worried about was humanity because, you know, the planet's going to be pretty much fine because <laughs> it doesn't seem to really care what, you know, exists here, whether it's, you know, thunder lizards, humans, six-eyed telepathic slugs, whatever. The planet's going to be fine, but we're kind of hosing ourselves in terms of our own ecological balance. So I studied chemistry and wanted to contribute. And I also, I also studied jazz performance. So I'm a sax player and, and they were, they were both basically mathematic recombinant systems. And that's kind of how it always jived for me. So yeah, I, I actually, I did always want to do this. It was kind of my, it was sort of my jam from early on. 
It's amazing that you had a chemistry set when you were a kid and you were playing with it. Yeah, back in the day when you could get real chemicals, you know, titanium dioxide and, you know, you could buy like, oh, look, arsenic, you know, things that you, you know, (laughs) would be completely banned nowadays. Wow. So so tell us um, a little bit about um, what you're doing now. I mean, like, let's say you, you went through college, you were you were really excelling in this and now you're creating like these awesome formulas for all of us, but I just want to get into what, what is it, what is it that is really driving you? You mentioned the humanity aspect. Well, what part of the humanity aspect is it, is it to better humanity's health? Is it to balance ecologically what's going on in the world? Cause you mentioned the world's going to be fine. That's, that's really interesting to hear. Uh, but I just, I, I, I'm trying to get a better idea of that. So when I opened my lab, I wrote down six things on the board that I wanted to solve uh, before I died. And and so and I've and I've just been going down the list trying to make as much of a dent. And they're all things that I felt would move the needle for humanity as a whole. Right. I mean, and this, you know, not to be esoteric about it, but my take is kind of the more people evolve in terms of their sort of level of consciousness, the better things get on the planet. You know, the, the more people express love and connection and cohesiveness between one another, the better things are. And so with my particular skill set, I wanted to make a dent in aging, cancer, clean water, green energy, global warming, and then the only weird one, it was superluminal travel. Uh, because I figured, you know, it, in the event that we actually want to take the uh, civilization to the next stage, we, we have to have a way to viably get off the rock and doing it by strapping ourselves to bottle rockets, although the, although common doesn't really seem like the uh, seem like the best way to do it, and and so I, and I've been lucky enough that I've made pretty solid strides on on all fronts. There, I think uh, you know, in, in the global warming front, I developed recently and just patented a, a carbon negative concrete, and so normally concrete accounts for about eight percent of the global carbon burden. So if, if it were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases in the world behind China, then the U.S., and then concrete if it were a country. And so uh, initially I had been contacted to develop a carbon neutral concrete, and and I did that. And that was honestly, it was really simple. So I thought, well, if you can go neutral this easily, how much can you push the envelope? So I negated the first 8%, and then I came up with a way to kind of redefine the, the matrix internal to the concrete and knock out another 24%. So it would take out 32% of the annual greenhouse gas burden worldwide, which wow. about 13 gigatons, right? Now, everybody's not going to ubiquitously adopt that. So it's it's not going to have that kind of impact. But like, you know, in my I can dream kind of world, you know, if it, if it really got pervasive use across the whole spectrum, yeah, it'd knock out a huge chunk. So that that was one and it kind of fell in the, the, uh, the bailiwick of things I was trying to do for global warming. So that was a pretty legit stroke. And then, uh, for aging there, there've been a lot of things that I've done, like the wizard sciences stuff. Most of that is built around a lot of the research I did for nanoparticles and using nanoparticles to negate oxidative stress load inside the cell. And as it turns out, when you, when you end up whacking oxidative stress loads, you can end up really prolonging cell span. And the aggregate of cell span is of course you prolonged lifespan, and but more importantly, health span. So I think to date, I probably still hold the record for longest lived um, mammal in a lab. So uh, on average, I had a cohort of, of uh, P53 knockout mice live 93% longer 
than they're supposed to. And wow. and for, for everybody, P53s, it's kind of a, a weird mouse. It's basically your P53 gene is your tumor suppressor gene. So these are the unfortunate cancer mice that you always see with, you know, the idiopathic tumor presentation where they develop all these tumors spontaneously over their whole body. Um, mine did not. And so they, di they didn't get the tumors and they, uh, they lived 93% longer. And the reason that was actually kind of impactful to me was because in oncology, when you're doing research, everybody uses P53 knockouts because it's a really good mouse model. And so there are quite literally hundreds of thousands of them that have been done. So we have incredibly well-defined mortality curves. So it wasn't some kind of like, ooh, look, 93% longer in some random setup. It was, it was a very defined control with, you know, negative, negative homozygous um, knockout mice. So so we could say very definitively, it should have been within this parameter, but in, in lieu of occurring that way, it actually happened this far out. So it was, it was a pretty substantial thing. And, and it also, like I said, they, they didn't present with tumors. They actually died of old age, uh, which was... Wow. Yeah, which was uh, bizarre. <laughs> it was, you know, sometimes you do an experiment, you get a result and go, huh, well, that's not at all what I was thinking would happen. <laughs> and, and, and that was... That was one of those. Um, so then I, I kind of pulled the thread on that, looking at what I could do to modulate, you know, human biology, not just mammalian biology in general, because I've done it with, you know, cats, dogs, uh, mice in the labs, horse, and then people, and kind of see what sort of effects I could get. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who are doing incremental gains where you'll, you'll do something, you go like, oh, this will give you a 5% extension, a 2% extension. Right. I, I wanted to do something that kind of sublimated past that where, you know, we were just going, well, let's let's sort of moonshot this. Let's see what we can actually do and and push the envelope. In fact, one of the uh, one of the products that I know you use um, started out as an experiment where I was trying to upregulate ATP production. And I, uh, I I very much upregulated ATP production inside the mitochondria, but to a point where the mitochondria actually start popping. And if, if you potentiate too much electron flow across their membranes, they pop like a little popcorn. And so you kind of find the, the bounds of like what's safe. And in that case, that was certainly not safe. Uh, and then you, you know, once you know how far you can push it before the system breaks, then you start to dial it back in. And so after doing that, I ended up at a place where I was able to upregulate um, neural potentiation because I was increasing ATP synthesis inside the mitochondria in neurons. And so that, you know, that made a, a pretty substantial difference um, for things like, you know, all the diseases of, of cognitive decline, you know, that, that we all look at. So I was trying to kind of see what I could do to knock out symptoms like that. But again, go for the, go for the real heavy hits instead of just doing the little incremental additive sort of stuff. And so, I mean, that's kind of what drives me. It's, it's places where I see that I can take something that I see a little differently and apply it, um, apply it for the benefit of everybody. Like this morning I was on the phone with the, you know, the director of Goddard Space Flight Center because I developed a, a gamma ray shielding system. And, you know, that's, that's impactful because we can get to outer space. We can certainly get to the moon. We can get to Mars and that might be fine for one generation, but the, you know, the radiation is going to really just rip apart our genome. So generation one would probably be perfectly fine. Generations two and three would, would be probably similar to, uh, the lidomide babies. And that, you know, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't sound so good to anybody. So it's, it's stuff like that. It's just what drives me is wanting to help in the ways that I 
I feel like I can exert some pressure and leverage in a positive direction. Yeah, I I love, man, that you wrote those six things on a board and you follow them. And it's like your life's work and you're just knocking them out. And I always, I always, yeah, I submit to the audience is like, not only because so much of us are just not in touch with what even our life purpose is, right? And you were blessed enough to be like, seeing your talents as a child and just carrying it onward into adulthood. But a lot of us are lost in that capacity. So it's really amazing that one, if we touch on that sense of purpose, and then we see how we can serve humanity. And I sort of admire the way you've tied that up all together and now just knocking them out, crossing them across the board. Now you mentioned nat nanoparticles. A lot of us don't know what those are. So what, what are nanoparticles? How do they work? Are they, does it make... Um, like, let's say, for example, you have a formula out nanoparticles. How much, how much less absorption are we going to find versus one with nanoparticles? Okay, so there's there's a lot of different things. Uh, nano is just it's a designation for size. It means billionth, right? So a nano a nanoparticle is something that's measured in billionths of a meter. And in the case of the ones I play with, they're usually I deal with a lot of carbon sixty, which is quite literally a soccer ball made out of carbon atoms that's, you know, 1.1 nanometers wide. So it's a very, very small soccer ball, um, you know, formerly a truncated icosahedron, but but literally it's a soccer ball. And right. uh, so it, it has a bunch of nifty properties because of the way the molecules clustered that, you know, it has delocalized orbitals and can handle interactions and it can be either antioxidant uh, in nature or a pro-oxidative sort of function. Like if you hit it with light, it pumps out singlet oxygen, which is super reactive, like, like ozone. Um, and you can use that to, you know, go through and there are certain times like with cancer where you actually want to shred a cell membrane, right? You're looking for some sort of reductive mechanism where you're going to strip things off and break, break the cells. Um, usually you're looking for in, in my take, usually I'm looking for protective mechanisms to kind of buffer it because not shockingly, our bodies are kind of consistently under assault from our environment these days. You know, it's not like the, the, the 1500s where we'd be surrounded by flowing fields of wheat and springs and nice trees. You know, we're kind of like right. the cats next to us spraying the, the weeds with glyphosate and, you know, setting up a new uh, wireless router for our meters. And, you know, we're, we're constantly under <laughs> under EMF stress, chemical stress, is social stress. I mean, you know, the past year, the pandemic has just beat, beat us to pieces psychologically, I think. And, and all of those things in aggregate, they really start to function to damage, to damage our bodies. And so, you know, that's, that's the thing is I'm trying to use, in this case, nanoparticles to negate that because the nanoparticles that I'm playing with, what I started doing is binding them with lipids. So it's just a fat. And what that does is it kind of gives it an all access pass to go in through the cell membranes. So you ingest these lipids bound to nanoparticles, they move into the cell membrane, and then the, the cells actually metabolize the lipids and, and pull them away from the nanospheres. And then the nanospheres, because they have a charge, they actually move and translocate through the cytoplasm and bind into the mitochondria. And there's some really good papers in the NIH database on that, um, that you know, if anybody's curious, they can check them out. Uh, but when they bind there, what they do is they protect uh, they protect the mitochondria from oxidative stress, and that's important because the mitochondria are you know the the powerhouse of the cell, and so that's where we get our actual juice, right? ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and if you negate oxidative stress, 
Um, you know, I showed that you get very clearly somewhere between 18 and 58% upregulation in your ATP output. And it's not that you're actually additively putting things in the system, you're literally just blocking loss, right? Because your body is getting assaulted by stresses and that impedes your ability to, to locate the electrons where they need to be so you can generate energy. And so most of the, the kind of the, the basis for my nanoparticle work has been figuring out how to use the things in those compounds to, to allow us to you know, better our systems. And then in some cases, like the, the neural RX um, from Wizard Sciences, that I thought, okay, well, if I can negate the oxidative stress load and provide more energy, that's affecting one side of the cycle, right? I'm blocking system loss, but what can I do to additively up it? And so, you know, for that, I put in, you know, nicotinamide mononucleotide, NMN. So NMN balanced with resveratrol and a couple of other things and just spike the other side of the curve. So you've got a higher energy production in the different complexes of the electron transport chain and less system loss. You end up with a really robust amount of energy and cognitively, people feel that. So, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm doing on the nanoparticle front. And, and that's that particular thing is just for cognitive function. And if you have cognitive decline of some sort, it's really impactful. Uh, but if you don't, it's a hell of a nootropic, <laughs> which is I'm, I'm lucky enough yes. that I don't have cognitive decline, but I'm constantly, constantly hammering that stuff back so that I can have a really high, high-end neural performance. Yeah, it's so powerful. So to understand, um, for the average listeners, right, and me, <laughs> the uh, the nanoparticles uh, basically go into the cell uh, by way of lipids, the, the fat, and the fat's taken apart, and those nanoparticles are delivered to the mitochondria, right? And the mitochondria then upregulate their energy production, right? So, in what place does the like the resveratrol in the neural RX come in? Is is that help upregulate it more? Is that, is that my understanding? So the nanoparticles, when, when you provide an oxidative buffer, the, the net effect is you have more energy, but it's not because you're providing more energy, it's because you're simply stopping loss. So when you do both, right. you stop the loss, and then you do something like NMN and resveratrol, that's working on the other side of the wave, you're upregulating it. So what you want is you know the loss to go down and the output to go up, and then you end up with this crazy robust amount of intracellular energy output. And, and you've experienced it. I mean, you just cognitively, you're just popping. Yes. Yes, I did. So I actually tried it before we even spoke or we even met, right? And um, I was just chatting with the, the page on Instagram, which was like a new page. And I saw it from my friend who was actually on the show, Dr. Molly Malouf. And she was, she was talking about, I go, what is this? And she's like, you need to try it. I, I, I ordered it and I took, um, <laughs> I took uh, a two tablespoons because I always want to go for the highest amount. I don't know. And, and I was buzzing. I was buzzing. You know, I've, I, in college, I've tried Adderall a few times to study. I was buzzing. And I was like, I, I go to uh, my assistant. I go, I need to talk to the developer of this right now. <laughs> I go, I need to talk to the developer. And it was just fantastic because ever since then, I actually, what I did notice, and it has been the best thing about the Neural RX from Wizard, is uh, I haven't had, because I've suffered with mold and I had some really, really bad cognitive issues like three years ago. And it was crazy because 
there was moments where I'm like, whoa, is this how dementia feels? Because I couldn't remember words. I couldn't recall short-term memories. It was just a mess. And um, I haven't had any residual symptoms at all. And they were, they were slight, but they just went, and I feel like my brain is on like fire in a good way. A good, a, not oxidative fire, good fire. Um, but you mentioned something about those who do have dementia or are at risk for dementia. This plays a role outside of a nootropic, right? And and in what capacity? How does it work for those people who may have Alzheimer's or dementia or are predisposed to it? So there are, there are a couple of components there. And what I said earlier about kind of upregulating the energy potentiation. So when your when your neurons fire, there's a couple of different ways they can actually fire. They can fire, you know, electrochemically or electrically. And if you if you're not able to span the gap uh, with a neural firing, if you up the energy, just like getting a spark across any gap, if you have more energy, there's more potentiation, so you can jump the gap. Um, so one thing, when you upregulate the energy in a system, you have more firing capacity. So you literally have more neural firing capacity. Uh, one of the more important things, and I think this actually plays a role with people who have mycotoxic exposure, um, you know, like, cause you are obviously, you know, mold is just mycotoxins and they blast your system. Um, but your brain specifically, it wraps things in uh, amyloid plaques, you know, beta amyloids and tau proteins, but that's actually a protective mechanism. It's not, to my way of thinking, really a disease. It's actually your body trying to block some sort of potential detriment. The same thing uh, occurs around your midsection. You eat too much sugar, you have something that throws your pH out, your body sequesters it in your omentum and fat cells, and you store it rather than have it damage the system so that it stabilizes you. So your brain, of course, follows the same function. And so when you get some sort of toxic exposure that would, say, over a couple decades lead to a thing like Alzheimer's or you know dementia or, or just general cognitive decline, um, you end up with all these plaques and things. But I put a proteolytic enzyme in the, in the mix there that's small enough to pass the blood-brain barrier so that it can actually break apart those components and start to debride, uh, debride the brain. Basically, you know, you, you build up trash over time and there's not enough cycling out. And when you upregulate the energy, it triggers the glymphatic system while you're sleeping at night because you have more energy. So your, your brain basically has a wash cycle. So at night, when you upregulate that, it triggers the glymphatic system and you use interstitial fluid and cerebrospinal fluid to wash your brain. And when you break those components down into something that's really tiny with the proteolytic enzymes, then you start losing those aggregate plaques and it pulls them out. Um, one of the other things that's kind of interesting is uh, there's uh, pyroloquinoline quinone in there and PQQ. And I pushed it to the threshold where I could upregulate the energy, but I was worried about having problems just because there was so much potentiation. So I thought, well, how do I distribute that load? You know, because kind of like the analogy I always say is like a car, you can take a Ford Fiesta and crank it up to, you know, 500 horsepower with, you know, with, with nitric oxide or something like that, but you're going to blow the motor. So I thought, well, rather than use the V4 and crank it up, I'll just make it a V10. So the PQQ stimulates mitochondrial biogenesis. So you end up with a lot more mitochondria so you just you distribute the the load the the electrical potential right. load so it's not completely redlining you all the time and you're not at risk of damaging your mitochondria you're just replete with mitochondria so you end up with the ability to have a lot of energy but not overtax your system so you're you're basically you're washing your brain you're upregulating the energy 
you're allowing for more neural, more neural potentiation. And then one of the things that's critically important is there's a huge, like a very precipitous drop in the cytokine response in the first two hours after taking it. So it knocks out neural inflammation. So you basically, you know, for things like a cytokine storm or something like that, you can really massively downregulate it because the, the interaction with the nanoparticles drops out cytokine responses. So your IL-2, 8, 6, 10, um, all those things, CRP, they just crater. And when that happens, you literally just function more effectively and you can feel it. I mean, you feel the fog lift because that infl inflammatory response is kind of across your whole body. I mean, the, the, probably the, the most accurate correlate is just kind of like broad spectrum rheumatoid arthritis doesn't feel really good to move. But when you drop that inflammatory yeah. response out, man, you're golden. You, you can move again, you can get around, and it's the same function. So people don't think of it, but just a small shift in inflammatory response causes an actual change in the pressure, and you just, you don't function as well. Amazing. Amazing that you took that step-by-step -step, uh, improvements to how the brain works and all of the things that really hold back our brain function, right? Because it's not just the tau proteins or the inflammation, but it's also, are you moving that stuff through the glymphatic system at night? So it's, and then with that, like, let's say for me, I've made sure that I've been sleeping better and getting to bed earlier, right? And making sure that I have a full sleep hygiene, uh, full regimen before I get to bed. So I know that I can optimize the effect. So um, I would, it, I actually highly recommend it to everyone. This is, um, if you know my work, I, I'm very careful about any like products I talk about or companies I talk about, um, it's very organic for me, but I've been, I have been like such a fan, such a fan of it. It's amazing work. I really hey, genuinely approve that or appreciate that. I yeah. mean, I the thing for me is like, I'm scratching my own itch, right? I, I needed something that would enhance my own neural performance because I'm constantly trying to push myself. One pro tip on that, um, after about the third week, uh, you start actually genning out new neurons. Like it, your body produces them every day, but you go through this thing called synaptic pruning because neurons are crazy consumptive, right? They're just, in terms of energy consumptive, they account for two to 3% of your body mass, but your brain consumes 20 to 25% of your oxygen. Wow. So yeah. they're very, very dense and, and very uh, resource consumptive. So if you don't need them, your body in an attempt to kind of hit a nice homeostasis eliminates them through synaptic pruning. But if you put yourself under cognitive load and a different sort of cognitive load, about the third week after taking them, your, your output of new neurons uh, goes about two to three X over what you'd normally see with BDNF or NGF1. And those, for the normal listeners, those are brain-derived nootropic factor and neural growth factor one. And that's what your body uses to stimulate neural outgrowths. So instead of just getting the normal function, you get like a two, three X of the outcropping. Normally that wouldn't really matter. Your body would just synaptically prune them and you'd go back to usual and you just feel good. But if you put them under load, they actually cement themselves into place and you literally increase the neural density in your brain. So you have more neurons and hence more resources to do things, which is why, you know, like my kids make fun of me because I'm constantly like every three weeks I'm cycling on to learn something new that I've never done before, just so I can try and pack more neural density in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's what I, I, I actually do this, um, really interesting uh, workout called Functional Patterns out here. And the workout is so challenging. I do it twice a week. And 
they're demanding my brain to work with my body to do these movements, which doesn't make sense to me, right? And it's very mechanistic, but- That sounds amazing. Oh my God, it's, I, I would look into it if I was you because you know I, they're, they're telling me how to do a sit-up, right? And they're, they're directing me every part of my body, my shoulders, pull out your chest, tighten your abs. And you know, normally, I don't know, maybe I could do 30, 40 sit-ups straight, no problem three sit-ups and I'm shaking. My my stomach is shaking. My arms are shaking because it, it's reconnecting the brain to the body. And basically they work with the chain. They want, they, they, they work with gait, movement, posture, and making sure the whole chain in perfect ratios are complementing. So it's, I, I would actually try it out if I was you. It's amazing stuff, but. Well, that sounds incredible. That's the kind of stuff I'm always but looking bro- for. Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know, I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Pure.com. Use my promo code DRG, that's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Pure. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha, or coffee, or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century-old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies yes so i bring it up because it's a new challenge every physical challenge every single week 
So, um, I, yeah, I just, I, and the whole point is to make sure everyone is, cha you challenge yourself, do a puzzle, right? Learn something new, do things with your left hand, because that's going to help cement those neural connections. That's, I've been writing with my left hand. Uh, I've been doing dual in back training, taught myself to juggle, uh, worked on rap. That was an interesting one. <laughs> Rapping, rapping, yeah. I uh, I had my kids. I do it every day. Do you seriously? Yeah, I did uh, every single day three songs. Yeah, I did Logic's Hundred Miles and Running, and that was uh, oh amazing. Yeah, because primarily because of my daughter I, said I, I, I no actually, way in the world. <laughs> I would actually challenge you to do it yourself with a, with just instrumental beats, and 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 like I it's so. It's so amazing because it not only like am I pulling uh, my vocabulary quickly, but I'm also like thinking faster on my feet. So it, it just helps your articulation. It's it was surprisingly hard, you know, because I had sort of the rhythmic background because I did jazz improvisation. But my God, man, the verbal acuity that was required to pull that stuff off and to do it in a flow with the pronunciation and to actually articulate. Oh, I, I have a newfound respect. Uh, the, the actually the the one that I transitioned to after Logic was uh, a fellow named Khan, and Concepts mm -hmm. Concepts too. If you have not listened to that, do yourself a favor and listen to it's K A A N C E P T S too. I would, I would, and you you'd appreciate this. I do it in the sauna while I'm sweating, so I'm very uncomfortable. I'm super uncomfortable already. So I like three instrumentals every day and just like going to the beat and quickly, quickly, quickly developing it. But I know you'd appreciate that. I love that you do that. Um, super cool. So now we talked about the brain and, and all of the mechanisms of like this awesome formula. Is there something that you're developing for the body now just overall? Yeah. So I have uh, one that just handles somatic cells the same way. I call it, I actually, I developed it for uh, guys that were trying out for the Olympics this year. They were doing the Olympic trials for pole vaulting, or as I termed it, reverse limbo. And so I, I set this up so that they could, uh, they could really just kind of crush it because they, for the, for the pole vaulters, they work on grip strength a lot. And um, I was trying to do something that would, again, not just give them like the one and a half to 2% gains, which would have, would have been phenomenal. Um, but I was trying to do something a little outside. So I came up with a, a formulation and, and did some kind of intracellular magic. Uh, and they were getting like force outputs to, you know, 13 to 17% increases, which, I mean, if you've worked with elite athletes, they were over the moon because that's that kind of stuff does not happen like you just when you're at that level you're looking for a little you know a couple of seconds right couple right. Of, yeah like a centimeter makes a huge difference it's the difference between qualifying not qualifying getting gold not getting gold and so these guys were just happy as a clam because they were able to get you know new force output with their grip strength and new sprint speeds and just you know very different output. So that's, yeah, it's called Olympic RX. And I, I just, I did that for these guys that were trying out for the Olympics. Is it, is it out yet? Uh, actually, well, I don't know when this podcast will air, but it, it's supposed to be, we've been trying it for the past like six months and it's literally just about to go out. It's got the, uh, the handy dandy Vitruvian man on it. It'll be, that'll be out. That'll be out by the time this comes out. Yeah. If this comes out a week from now, then it'll be on the market. Yeah. So, so, I have I have to ask: Do the are these formulas okay? Because people love putting stuff in their coffee and in their matcha and in their tea. Is it okay in heat, or does it have to be not in heat? No, it's it's actually I tested them at the university where I do a lot of the work. Um, I tested everything, and I you know I did 
gel electrophoresis to read out and see how the proteins broke down and how everything was structured. And everything right. actually was heat stable up to 80 C, which is crazy hot, you know, I mean, you know, like 150, 160 degree range. And the, the reason for that is when you set up, uh, when you set up those nanoparticles and configure them with the lipids, you actually end up with a nano buffer. So it's not only heat stable, it actually blocks the, uh, blocks the degradation from stomach acid. So you're pH stable as well as heat stable. And part of the, part of the, uh, part of the benefit of that is like the neural RX that's in a caprylic acid base. And the reason for that was I needed something that would, would hit the liver and fractionate into the liver into ketone bodies because your brain will absorb those. So they, they'll get shuttled right. directly from your liver into your brain. The, the other one is in an oleic acid base because there's a, a real readily available swap on the cell membranes through most of your, your body's normal somatic cells uh, with oleic acid. And I th I'm sure that's just because we've kind of evolved because it's one of the primary vegetable acids um, or fatty acids. So that works really well in the rest of the system, but it breaks down in your stomach. And to make sure that the components weren't getting whacked, I needed to, to set things up to have kind of a nano buffer around them so that your stomach acid wouldn't just eviscerate it because it's, you know, you can do all this stuff, but if it's not bioavailable, it's pointless, you know? So one of, right. one of the things right. I try and look at is like the minimum effective dose and then figure out, okay, what's governing that? Because a lot of times it's not exactly what you'd think. Like sometimes it's stomach acid, sometimes it's heat, sometimes it's blood flow. Um, you know, with the, uh, the ozonated oils that I do at Biocharged, that was one of the things is, you know, you can get it past the GI tract, but then it goes into the small intestine and at the, at the tail end of the tract, and you're trying to get perfusion throughout the entire system, right? So I had to use, um, you know, hypermethylcellulose capsules to get it like the double layered capsules so that we get all the way down to the end of the GI tract so that you can get it to go into the bloodstream instead of just breaking apart in the gut. Now, the, the caveat to that is if you're trying to do something like WAC Giardia or Candida, um, you actually want it to break open there because then it's kind of like dropping a payload where you've got you know some sort of bacterial issue. Right, especially, so would, do, are, are there any formulas? Because there's a lot of people who like are now suffering with gut infections, like you just mentioned, Candida or dysbiosis. Uh, is there anything that you've been developing or will come out with that is, targeting there? Yeah. the So I have a whole product called uh, Biocharged. It's the, the product name is Resistor. The company is Biocharged. And that is, it's an ozonated oil, which, you know, you've got your, your Tesla in the background and um, you can see the, the same little lightning bolts. Uh, I'm a big, uh -huh. I'm a big fan of Nikola Tesla. He's, uh, he's truly, he was a sharp guy. And uh, when, it, when I first started looking at um, the ozonated oils, it was actually because I was looking at how to clean um, clean systems. So initially I started looking at UV and then UV was a little tricky because you couldn't get the rays to go around solid objects. So I started looking at ozone and then, you know, when you really start looking at ozone, you're gonna find your way to Tesla. And Tesla had done this thing in 1904 uh, where he made the Tesla ozonated oil company. And basically he took olive oil and he reduced it uh, through a triple reduction oxidative pass or redox reaction uh, to stabilize it as this stabilized oils that have one reactive oxygen molecule kicked off. 
And so when you would ingest them, they would react and they would do, you know, they would detoxify things, they would kill bacteria and viruses. And so I thought, wow, this is really cool. So I, I checked out companies that were doing it currently and everybody across the board worldwide that I could find, everybody's process was like a two to three week process where they make these ozonated oils. But when I read Tesla's work, his process was an eight week process. And I thought, that guy's really smart. He's probably not like wasting three times the resources to do this. What is, what is he doing? Right. Well, so it turned out he had these giant magnetic field beds. So he had like a trough on top of all these electromagnets that he would power up with high strength electromagnetic fields. And because it's a polar molecule, just meaning it has a, like a positive and negative orientation, he was basically aligning the whole thing into single file structure so he could get the highest per unit density of all these reactive species lined up next to one another in a gel without interacting with one another and, and losing its potential. So he was just getting the highest density, which is why his stuff you know, was kind of famed as having all these miraculous abilities is because it was legitimately stronger. I mean, he figured out a way to use electromagnetic fields to upregulate the strength of this compound that he was making. It was, it was truly genius. And it so impressed me Oof. because literally like nobody in the, you know, like since he stopped doing it in like 1910, it's been over a hundred years and nobody bothered to do the process the way this guy had figured it out. I think probably because they were like, that ah, makes no sense. You know, why would you do that? It costs more and takes more time. But I, when I looked at it, I thought, Jesus, this guy is so sharp. And I thought, well, you know, I've got like a hundred years of new technology what would he do if he were alive now? And so I came up with a, a bunch of uh, crazy, crazy theories and then started testing them out over the span of many, many months. And what I ended up doing uh, was using lasers and dichroic beam splitters and electromagnetic fields and plasma drivers and, and acoustic wave drivers to get the molecules entrained and then actually lock them into a specific state using the gel as a holographic media, which, which sounds, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but really, if you think about um, glass and a holographic plate, right? Everybody's seen a holographic plate where the image is contained inside that. Now, what people don't generally know is that if you shatter that holographic plate, every molecular size piece of that contains all of the information for the entire hologram. So you can have just one molecule of the thing and all of the information for that entire waveform that was created when the two lasers smashed together is contained in down into that that piece. The other thing that people don't really know is if you shine a light through it, you can see that image that's trapped in there. But if you shine a laser through it and you use a coherent source of light, what you get is actually photonic scale resolution. So you can see and recreate something down to better than subatomic scale if you're firing a laser through it, which is Amazing. I mean, at least to me, I kind of nerd out on that stuff. You know, I've been making lasers since I was a little kid. But that that's that's one of the things that I thought was genius is that you can take these things and you lock these components in. So the idea of of taking a spin state and upping it so that it had more energy and more information in it and then locking it seemed possible because I already had a precursor. Glass, we think of it as a solid, but it's really not. It's actually, it's an amorphous solid. So it's not like most things that are crystalline and the structure's really locked. It's just in a different time scale. So it's kind of like a soap bubble that's actually moving downward over time, right? And the top is moving slowly, but it's moving very, very slowly. So for us, 
it seems like it's solid, but it's really more of a liquid, if you will. And so in, in terms of relative scale, the laser is the outlier and the gel and the glass are really similar in terms of their speed. So I figured, well, you can lock information into glass. Why couldn't I lock information into this gel? And as it turns out, you can. So yeah, I set up a, a plasma confinement field and got everything tuned in and amped up the right way. And then I fired lasers through to lock the spin states and just encode the information. And it sounds strange, but the way you can prove it out, like the, the easiest test is take a 300 milligram capsule of an ozonated oil. And if you run a spec analysis on it, which I've done, you get the same exact thing that you get when you run the spec analysis on mine. The difference is when you take 300 migs of a regular ozonated oil, you feel nothing. You take one of the 300 mig capsules of the biocharge stuff and instantly your mitochondria start to upregulate because your body thinks that it's gotten this huge oxidative insult. And so it rallies and it starts pumping out superoxide dismutase, glutathione, and it upregulates your mitochondria to fight this crazy assault that's just happened, even though there hasn't actually been an assault. So you, you kind of, you, you trick your body into like this hormetic response where it thinks it's being attacked and then it upregulates everything. And, and actually, and the way I use it is I use it in conjunction with that Olympic serum. So I'll take the biocharge stuff in the morning to make my body think that it's had this big pro-oxidative insult. And then it naturally upregulates its, its antioxidant protection. And then I take the other stuff that puts a bunch of exogenous antioxidants into my system. So I really knock down oxidative load. Mm. And the one thing I, I do tell everybody, you know, like the instructions always say, like, take this on a daily basis. That's really for compliance because people have a hard time generally like saying, take it at a random schedule. <laughs> yeah, sure. But really the best way to do it, like if anybody actually tries these and wants to know, the best way to do it is to do it on an intermittent pattern where you constantly shake it up. It'd be like doing the same workout consistently every day. At a certain point, you're not going to make any gains because your body's very adaptive, right? It's going to know what's coming and it's going to build itself up to prepare for that. Whereas if you shake it up and you do a different approach and you're constantly putting a new muscle group under stress through a different mechanism, it does, your body doesn't right. know what to expect. And so it gets stronger. And that's, you know, I mean, that's ultimately what we're going for, right? Is super vibrant health where you have a ton of energy, not a lot of pain, your inflammation is down and yeah. yeah, and you're firing on all cylinders. I mean, that's ultimately, I think all of us in, in kind of the, you know, the, the med space, that's what we're going for. Oh, I love it. I love it. So we have, we talked about the Neural RX from Wizard, the Olympic one that's going to be out when this comes out by Wizard Sciences, and then the Biocharge one. Um, two of those I need in my hands because I'm going to get started on them already. You already know. I'll, I'll happily send them to you. I, I mean, proof's in the pudding, man. You know, that's the thing is, Everything on the wizard sciences front has developed really organically because I, it was something I had been working on internally, but I didn't even have a, a website up. We, we put the website up so people could get it because there was actually such a demand for it just from people who knew people uh, that, that we actually right. <laughs> that we actually had to put one up. And then a, a, a woman started doing TikTok videos about them and got, you know, like 1.2 or 1.3 million views and it got pulled from TikTok because they, they thought it was a paid endorsement <laughs> because the review was so good. Wow. It was like, it wasn't just like a natural organic one. They, they didn't think it was organic. So they pulled it and then there was this huge beef over that and everybody got into a big fuss. And then they ended up having to put it back on because she demonstrably showed that she was just a customer doing this. And then 
then a lot of people started taking it. it. It was great. I mean, actually, from the standpoint of like getting this out to people, it's been fantastic because my thing is I want, like I said, I'm scratching my own itch. I want people to have access to this stuff because we're constantly yeah. under assault. And this is something that will help fix that. So I love it. I love it. I love that you've developed that. I love that your heart's in the development, right? That's the driving force. When you have the passion driving it, the product is always just organically just is delivered and making changes in people's lives and it grows and it grows. It's, it's always the energy behind it. And you and I both have an appreciation for the energy behind things. I mean, we both love Tesla, right? And that's, he, that's, that's the premise of everything that he was talking about is, is energy. Everything is energy, just like Einstein too. So I love that you're developing anything new and exciting coming up um, that we can look forward to from, from your side uh, before we wrap it up. Um, let's see things. Well, there are a couple of things that are exciting to me, like the, the gamma ray shielding. I'm really jazzed to get that out the door because I think that'll, that'll help, uh, help a lot with space travel. There's some propulsion system stuff, um, that I'm working on ionic propulsion drives, uh, because again, I don't think strapping ourselves to giant bottle rockets is really the way to go. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think there are better ways. Um, yeah, there, there are a couple things. There's a, a topical that I've been working on uh, for biocharge that I think is going to be really good because I, I want to do something to kind of knock out the, the effects of using um, a lot of the chemicals we use when we use antibiotics. It's, it's just it's overwhelming. Right. And you can do you can do the same things that you do through antibiotics just through basic chemical interaction. That's, that's actually why ozone is so legit is it's nature's disinfectant. Right. Nothing stops stops you when you rip electrons off. And, and so it's, that's why, I mean, most people have smelled ozone after a lightning storm and it's why everything seems so fresh and clean, right? Big rainstorm, lots of lightning, you get that kind of acrid semi-sweet smell and that's the ozone rolling through and just cleaning everything. So it completely cleans the air. Um, yeah. And, and that's why I'm working right now and we're, we're about to release a, a topical, and it, you know, will be something that just replaces like neosporin sorts of things, uh, because there's no need wow. to keep. Well, I mean, we keep we're reaping the the detrimental results of that in terms of animal populations. You know, like too many antibiotics for all of the the different things like cattle and chicken and stuff like that. That's got a cascading effect, man. It's it's yeah. catching up with us now. And the unfortunate bit is you know, kind of putting on my futurist hat, we're right at the front edge of the curve where a lot of the things that we've been doing for decades now are really going to slam us. You know, xenoestrogens, phytoestrogens, you know, a lot of things that are in the runoff in the water table now when you test it that are dysregulating, you know, endocrine dysregulators. That kind of stuff has real, real results, real consequences. You know, testosterone levels dropping 1% per year since 1980. Um, I don't know if you, you know, uh, Amy Killen, Dr. Amy Killen. I, I know her well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Amy and I are working on a, uh, a thing for erectile dysfunction and, you know, there, there's some things that, you know, fix what you can fix when you can fix it. Right. And so I'm just, I'm trying to move the needle. And, uh, those, those are the things that I think actually will, will help. And, uh, I, I also, I have hair science system, um, which regrows hair, which sounds like, just, just look at it. It's actually ridiculous. Um, and it's just, I, just change the cell function. And I didn't really think that the dihydrotestosterone thing that everybody always blathers about. Yeah. Yeah. Come to find out not really so important, more like a tertiary effect. Um, you can elicit the right response without having to worry about that kind of stuff. 
And so, yeah, th- those are the things uh, to, to take a line from Amy. You know, she always says, like, sex and skin are confidence and connection. And that's, it's really, it's, it's actually, I try and look at the, the totality of things. And I think if you can hit people and help them where they're really struggling, and a lot of times now it is connection and confidence and, you know, socially getting out of our shells. So th- those are the things that I'm excited about. I love it. And the hair uh, formula? What was it called for people who want to check it out? Yeah, hairsciencesystem.com. All right. I love it, man. I can't wait to have you back on, but this time it'll be in LA sitting in front of me and we'll 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 take we'll take a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of our the formulas and really get buzzing on it. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing, so kind of a pro tip, right? When you start doing the Olympic serum, um, there's a there's a function called super precipitation of skeletal muscle actomycin, which basically is the the super nerdy way of saying that if there's a dose dependent curve with your output, you, your brain typically downregulates your your neural firing um, for your muscle entrainment. Uh, the recruitment only happens to about 25 to 30 percent of the sarcomeres or the, the muscle fibers. And if you do too much of that stuff, you will recruit all of the muscle. So just pro tip. Keep it, keep it a little bit on the low level. And if you dose too much, you'll have those kind of Captain America moments where you're you're throwing around weights that are not normally doable. And it seems very cool at first, uh, but having torn my hamstring twice and pulled the muscles in my lower back, uh, word of caution. Can injure yourself. Yeah, you can, you can muscular, uh, your muscularity is fine. You can handle that load with your muscles, but your tendons and your ligaments because they perfuse more slowly with blood and they don't grow at the same rate. Um, you know, it's not stimulating chondrocytes at the same rate that it is muscle cells. So you're, you're not going to be able to handle the load. (laughs) So just, it's really awesome. You can do some great stuff with it. It'll make you feel kind of unstoppable and your energy output goes through the roof. You'll need fewer calories, but just go with, proceed with caution, you know, proceed with caution. Yeah. And the dosage is on, on there on how to take it cautiously. Yeah, I just recommend two teaspoons. Like I've literally done, you know, four tablespoons in a day. And I did that when I was testing it out. I did that because I wanted to see, you know, kind of what the threshold was. And uh, that was kind of the threshold. <laughs> you know, like beyond that, beyond that point, you're doing stuff because I found it because I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm so strong. And then when I realized what was going on, there was a, a Russian study that showed what was happening with the, the dose dependent curve inside the muscles and the firing capacity. And it, uh, it was really awesome. But again, when I pulled the muscles in my lower back because I was showing off with my kids, um, you know, smashing a baseball like I had never hit one before, which looked amazing, right. sounded just incredible, like the super crack and the ball just goes flying off. But then I ended up writhing on the ground going, ah, you know, so word of caution, amazing <laughs> so let, stuff, so let, go light. Exactly. <laughs> Let, yeah, let your tendons, ligaments uh, catch up, basically. Do it do it slow, but okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. What a, what a like insightful conversation this was. It was like, I'm inspired even more to like really, you know, hit that level of the science and the mechanisms. And it's like, it was awesome. But really the take home for all of us, we have some products in here. If you have a history or family history or someone you know suffering with dementia, there's an awesome product out there that can be really, really helpful for us. Full body stuff, amazing stuff. The biocharge, which can really help us too overall. Check it out, everyone. Thank you for being on the show, Ian. I appreciate you so much. I'll see you in LA. All right, we'll do it. 